With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Ascension of the Chessmen. Diving into the esoteric, occult, spiritual, and conspiratorial aspects of life. Focused on solutions to the problems we face in our everyday lives. Let us ascend above all differences. Let us be the light in darkness. A breath of fresh air to those who can hardly breathe. And together, awaken into greatness. This is Ascension of the Chessmen with your host, Andre Mitty. Welcome to the Ascension of the Chessmen podcast. I am your host, Andre Mitty. Today's guest is a director, documentary filmmaker, writer, and investor. Ladies and gentlemen, hobbits and fairies, give a warm welcome to my brother, Denny. Thanks for coming on, brother. Happy to have you. What's up? Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. Looking forward to this one. Um, so for, uh, my first question for every guest is, uh, goes something like this. So for those who aren't familiar, can you explain what it is that you do and what woke you up to realizing maybe there's more to this life than you were originally taught or thought? Yeah, the interesting thing is I kind of talked to somebody earlier about going through a lot of pain to learn right like mm. a lot of us go through a lot of trauma and yeah. we kind of wake up we're kind of forced to kind of like awaken more right in that way yeah or some of us have a good upbringing like if you, you know buddha's story is he was born in the palace and it was like so perfect right where his dad would like wouldn't even let leaves fall on the ground right but then buddha's mm. like no there's more to this i need to go on right so right. my journey my journey was the, pre- the the trauma right the abuse you know Mm-hmm. majorly abused and all that and that was what kind of forced me to go deeper inside and see what this is all about you know what i'm saying yeah so, definitely man yeah i remember uh, once yeah, yeah go ahead keep, oh keep going i was just gonna say like yeah trauma is huge man as far as like um how much it can hold us back if we don't work through that stuff definitely but yeah sorry to interrupt i i thought you oh, were, no 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 talking there <clears throat> no worries, man. Um, so yeah. And for me, you know, just like my main pinnacle was I, I call him the black angel <laughs> and uh, mm. he was a good friend of mine and he came into my life and handed me a book. And it's funny cause it wasn't even a spiritual book. It was a financial book called rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh yeah. I'm familiar and, with that. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. so that book opened me up to like seeing, you know, what's going on with the educational system and money and all this stuff. Right. And then that right. took me into that journey to go further into what's going on with this whole thing and what this is about. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, man, that's, that'll take you down some rabbit holes. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, man. And like, same for me, like, um, I kind of got into the conspiratorial realm. Oh, around 2012 ish. Um, you know, when everyone was talking about the end of the Mayan calendar and all that, and Uh I just left the church and was kind of, lost spiritually and uh it was kind of um um why well, I, I had a i'd say kind of like the beginning of my spiritual awakening was on a 
LSD experience I had with some friends around that time that kind of made me realize like um, I was seeking externally um, to like find God or like, uh, you know, connect to God, like become close to God, whatever you want to call that, like something uh-huh. beyond yourself, your higher self source, whatever. And um, it just kind of made me realize like, I don't need this one hour of salvation on Sundays anymore. <laughs> like I can tap <laughs> into this, like whenever I'm cap or like whenever I, I need that, you know what I mean? And that's right. kind of like what led me out of that fear and uh, darkness, you know, cause that can be very dark down those rabbit holes. Definitely. Definitely. It's funny that you talk about the Sunday thing. I always say, you know, like a lot of times people would might grow, they're like, Hey, you should go to church, you know? And I'm like, yeah, but you only go for an hour. I go 24 <laughs> seven. I'm, I'm always with God. You know what I'm saying? Right, I don't right. need to go. It's not, it's nothing against it, but like, I don't need to go Sundays because I'm always with God. Right. It's yes. not just uh, you know, you tap, you know what I mean? It's not just tapping on Sunday mornings for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The back to your old self, you can sit, right? sit as much as you want while you're outside those walls. But <laughs> once exactly. you get back in, you're saved. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so much guilt and shame, man. Like I, I, I grew up Catholic and like, I just, mm-hmm. man, like I still have like programming, like still like 10 years out mm-hmm. of like, Oh, is it okay if I do this? Or like, should I feel guilty about this? You know, like it's, there's always that voice like telling me, are you sure this is okay? And like, yeah, I think inherently, like we all have a voice inside of us that knows what's right and what's wrong on some level, you know, like there's some sort of morality there, like internally, whether it's, um, you know, just like natural love, like knowing what is morally okay and what is not okay like based on that moment you're living like um i think everyone knows because you can tell how you feel after you do something bad like you just kind of you're like "Ah, i don't know if i should have done that like (laughs) you know know, like uh, so yeah man it's been a a work in progress as far as like like carving my own spiritual path outside of the church, like growing up in that for, you know, 18 years of my adolescence, like, um, you just kind of, you're, you're like thrown out into the world with no roadmap and you're like, all right, I'm going to, you know, take a little here, take a little there and try to like, you know, find direction through that. So that's kind of been my path, but, um, so were you raised in the church or like what kind of woke you up spiritually or kind of got you going? deeper in that sense yeah it's funny I mean, my you know my 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 upbringing is catholic but my mom never like my parents never forced me or no they just like hey i'm going to church you want to go right so it was kind of oh, open yeah. that was that was kind of nice that part but uh believe it or not man I, I got married and into a mormon family and oh wow i became mormon for like a whole year wow. <laughs> you know i did <laughs> yeah i did i did that and i remember like after about a year i was sitting in the church and on the couch outside after a certain service whatever and something just kind of told me you're done. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah. like you're done with this. Right. Like I got what I needed, you know, from this, yeah. it got me closer to understand like that kind of like that Jesus energy and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, certain things like that. So it just kind of took me to that level yeah. and it kind of opened that up. And I got, I remember uh passion of the Christ, you know, by Mel Gibson, that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember watching that movie around that time and I went home and I just bawled for like hours. Right. And I was Damn. like, like, yeah, I just got touched by like the whole Jesus thing. And it was really interesting. And I'm like, but it's not, it wasn't religious. You know what I mean? It was like, right. 
a whole other energy that I felt Damn. that was real. And that really started to open me up. And because I love movies, obviously, and you know, all that, yeah, yeah. it really, that movie like really touched me around that time. And, but I appreciate religions in that way. Right. Cause they do have some stuff I feel is obviously true. You know, like everything, Definitely. there's truth in everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate, I always have like a little love for the Mormon religion. Cause I kind of feel like it, it did open that up for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never been, um, um, a member, you know, went into a Mormon church, but I, I had a roommate in the past that, um, came from a more, came from a Mormon background, but she never really talked about it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know about the special underwear and all that stuff, but <laughs> I, I don't know a whole lot about it, man, besides like, uh, Joseph Smith, like creating it oh, in yeah. the 1800s. Like, yeah. yep. Yeah, they had the whole Joseph Smith, the, you know, the, I even actually almost did a documentary. I was actually starting to follow the missionaries around for a while. And I was actually oh, going to wow. document the whole thing. And actually the Mormon church even approved it and everything. Um, mm -hmm. But then I just in my life, a lot of crazy things happened in that time. So I stopped. But yeah, I was getting into it. Like they even were like wanting me to become a bishop. Like it was really interesting. Like wow. how I dove into that, you know, but yeah, I hear you though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can can bishops in Mormonism have wives or is that? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, in, in the whole, like, you know, where they have like more than one wife, that was like an old back in the day, different type of thing. Right. It's obviously not something that they, like, they don't, you know, they're not promoting Advocating now. You know that, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I think what is it? The moment, the main thing is don't drink coffee and uh, Coke, you know what I mean? Soda. And, oh uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not a bad thing, though. Shit. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not really bad. Like, it, and it's funny because I dove into the Mormon religion, and it wasn't even really like a lot of bad stuff. But it was like I still felt though the judgment. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, if you're totally, not doing, if you don't do it the way we say, you know, you should do it, then it's like you're judged. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's like little things, man. It's like how you dress. Mm -hmm. You know, you just get certain exactly. looks if you're not wearing like exactly. a collared shirt. It's like exactly. Oh, I was running late. I just grabbed a t-shirt. It's like, <laughs> you know, yep. like if Jesus showed up to a church in modern yep. day, like most people would be like, oh, yeah. oh go back and change. Like you're not. Yeah. Dressed <laughs> you know, it's like, can you can you shave? <laughs> yeah. yeah, cut the hair, please. Uh, shave the beard. <laughs> That will let you in. I think you could be a priest, but yeah, man. Yeah. Yep, crazy. Yep. I remember because I, I was, you know, the whole Mormon temple thing. I'm sure you've heard of the temples and you can't, I actually couldn't yeah. go inside the temple because I wasn't like purified and I, I didn't do all the stuff yet that I, so I was in that process oh, of wow. doing everything just to be able to go inside the, the temple. Tell me about that. Like, so how does that, how, okay. Okay, just inform me on that because I I didn't I wasn't even aware of that. Like you have to go through a process just to enter. Yeah, you can't even like I remember somebody was getting, I can't remember if they were getting married or baptized, and I had to wait outside the temple because I wasn't ordained yet, you know, or I wasn't, you know, I don't I don't have gotcha. all the information because I didn't go deep enough into really figuring out. But I remember the family always telling me, like, yeah, you know, Danny, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you know what I mean? Like you gotta, right. you know, you gotta show up, and there's all kinds of things. But I wasn't allowed to actually enter the temple, man. I thought that was that was another one that kind of got me like, wow, I have to <laughs> That's be crazy. special or I have to be, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Just to go inside and watch like my, what if my 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 sister or what if my brother or what if my family member was getting married? I'm not allowed in the temple. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> that, that's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I I uh, come from a background. Um, I had a grandpa that, that wouldn't, he's since passed, uh, rest in peace to uh -huh. him, but yes. he- 
he uh, would not come to a wedding if it wasn't in a Catholic church. Like that's how Interesting. extremely Catholic he was. And uh, I always thought that was strange. Like, uh-huh. uh, I mean, it's just a wedding. Like, I don't think like, no matter if yep. it's outside, no matter what kind of church it's in, like, isn't it still yep. the same loving energy or like intention Correct. being Correct. brought to it? But, Oh yeah. You know, you know what it is, Andre? It's like, it's legacy, bro. Like I remember reading like Osho and a lot of deep masters and gurus and they, they, they speak of this as like, there's a big ego trip with legacy and traditions, by the way, traditions mm. is it's like a, we have to keep this tradition going. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it like locks the energy of flow to evolve into something new. I, I feel like, I think it's beautiful to have traditions of course, and all this stuff, but I also feel like people get a little too caught up with that, a little too serious with all that. If that makes any sense. Definitely, man. Like they, they, it's, it's attachment, man. Uh, yep. I, know, I know Buddha has a quote on that, but uh, what is it? Attachment is the root of all suffering or something yep. like that. Yeah. I mean, you got it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I gotta say, man, like, uh, plant medicines were a huge teacher for me as far as, uh, yes. just like my spiritual growth and, you know, seeing the bigger picture, I guess you could say of, you know, just that first experience I had with LSD, um, kind of made me realize that we're all one and, uh-huh. you know, like, um, uh, being into conspiracies and stuff like the uh, they all talk about this new world order one world government all that stuff and it's like yeah it's like this dystopian we're all one message but then there's like a good we are all one message and we are all one is a beautiful thing like to realize like there's a there's a piece of that divine um christ consciousness within each of us each and every one of us and like you know, we're all reflections of each other. And, you know, like when we do bad to another, that's a reflection of ourself. And, you know, it's, it, it's like a ripple effect and it just uh-huh. all connects, man. And um, it just kind of woke me up to realize like, oh my God, it's like that. Like, I, I have no reason to like have enemies anymore. Or like, you know, yep. um, treat people badly, no matter what yep. it is. Like once you realize like what you do to someone else, is like um basically what you're doing to yourself like so if you punch another dude in the face it's like you're gonna feel mm-hmm. that punch internally like after that yep. you know what i mean yep like, i like the way you said that exactly yeah totally but totally. Uh, yeah that's kind of been huge for me um um and just seeing like uh unity versus duality um i i i sat with uh uh, mushrooms and silent darkness. Um, and that was a very powerful experience where I was able to, um, kind of breathe into the experience and not, um, not have any like anxiety, like I've had mm-hmm. in the past of like, you know, you get this like feeling in your stomach of nervousness and mm-hmm. you're like waiting for them to kick in. And I didn't have any of that, man. And I was just able to breathe <laughs> into it. I had no totally. distractions, like no external influences. I was forced mm-hmm. to go within, man. And I was just asking these, these deep questions to my mm-hmm. higher self of like, uh, like, why is there so much duality? Like, why are we living in this duality? Like, is unity possible? And just like comparing and contrasting them. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on like, um, um, 
you know, kind of non-dual versus duality and um, kind of how you see that. Yeah, man, that's the, there's so much information out there. Like I remember reading a book, I don't know if you've read like Wallace D. Wallace Science of Getting Rich, you know, and the book actually says, the book actually, yeah, the book actually says, don't, it's funny. He's like, I'm not trying to be an ass, but don't read anything else, but this book, right? And, that's, and that really got me. I'm like, so you're kind of telling me that you have the answer. You are, you know, you are the omega, the all, right? And it's right. like, but I kind of, but I kind of understand, like, it's funny because I actually resonate with it so much that because of the conflict, I know what he's trying to say. He's not trying to say like, just read my book and don't get information and don't learn, right? From other yeah. people. But like, there's so much information out there that is good but it's so, it's also conflicting. Right. Mm. And it's yeah. like, that's been like, for me, there really is just one ultimate truth. Right. And I'm not trying to say that, that this is the all or whatever, right. but there is, and it's energy, right. Energy. Yeah. God is everything. God, God is the trash can and the tree and me and you, right. Like God is, yeah. is all, it's all, it's all this happening, even evil, even like Hitler, even, yep. you know, whatever happened, even a rapist, right. It's all energy. <clears throat> it's just that, these different energy sparks have a different experience, right? We each all have a different experience and we're trying our best, right? From that experience. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there is no really duality, right? Mm. The duality is our mind. Our mind separates, right? The ego, all that right. separates for protection because we're trying to protect ourselves, right? I love when one of my favorite authors, Neil Donald Walsh, he wrote Conversation with God. I actually got to work with him and he said Beautiful. one thing. He said, he said, let every leave it, let everybody do what they want to do for six months, allow chaos to happen. And then all of a sudden the inner government will, it will activate for everybody. Mm. But that's the problem is that we're all afraid to just let each other be what is right. Where, right. and I get it. Like, like, like yeah, there's going to be, like he said, he says, just let everybody show each other what they have in their bank accounts. And you're going to see chaos for six months. Right. <laughs> you know, like just, right. just, you know, my personal, like, this is what's going on in my life. Here's my financial statement. And here's my energy statement, right? And if we just let everyone just let, let go off, like Osho talks about, let your body do whatever to heal, like meditate on death, right? Like just let yourself be whatever it is. And he's, it's said that if we allow this for like six months, yeah, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be crazy shit. But after everyone realizes the inner governor, government, I mean, the inner government kind of activate and start its, its thing, right? Because like you said earlier, you know when you're doing something bad. We yeah. all know when we're doing something bad. Like we know it. We know in, you know, intent intu intuitionally, we know this is not right. This doesn't feel right. And if you will let, if you leave, it's kind of like the kid that puts his finger on the stove, right? In the way, let yeah. him get burnt because that's how he or she is going to learn. Right. 100%. So what we're doing is we're creating this prison kind of place, this government, this educational system, and we're yeah. not letting people really just be themselves and learn themselves and let their own right? Inner government kind of take charge, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see what you mean. Um, it almost like makes me think of that Carl Jung quote, like what you resist persists. Mm -hmm. Like exactly. Like getting to that breaking point to where it's like, it's almost like you don't, you don't see the problem until you get to that, you know, that bottomless the experience pit. of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You, you get yep. to you know, the dark night of the soul type of thing. Like you have that, um, where you're bottoming out and like, you know, uh -huh. you see no hope left and then it all comes together and you're like, Oh, like I can get back <laughs> up and like, I can be greater than I've ever been before. And like, this is where the journey begins. And like, you know, right. you almost like are an alchemist in that sense of like, 
transcending mm-hmm. that hor- horrifying experience into something beautiful and something amazing and you got know, it using it as a you know a, a tool for change and uh growth you got it man so i think people this non-duality and the duality teachings i think what's going on i feel mm-hmm. this is my experience of course but like that we're teaching from what we're dealing with so if you're like if you're a man trying to teach men how to be better mm-hmm. with women, then you're obviously challenged with that. So if you're a, if you're a teacher that's teaching meditation, you're kind of like not really. You're trying to figure yourself out how to meditate better, right? If you're right. like Eckhart Tolle speaks on stillness, that was his thing. That yes, was sir. his challenge to be still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> so like in any 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 other guru teacher, they're teaching non-duality or duality. That's because they're struggling with it. I think teachers are literally just telling you what they're struggling with. 100 that makes so much sense that's all it is right (laughs) and if they're they're authentic and they're real and they say hey look like neil donald Walsh is real with me he's like hey denny i still haven't figured all this out this whole god thing like you know my my message conversation with god is about how god this energy is speaking to us right but i Mm -hmm. still haven't really figured that out so i'm trying to teach people as i teach myself right yeah so i think the ultimate truth bro is there is nothing this is all empty and we're we have this template to do whatever we want with it. And I think that scares us because it's like, oh my God, I'm free for real. Like we're afraid to really be free. I'm, yeah. I'm, I have, I can do whatever I want with this energy, but then it's like, right? Like, am I going to do the bad stuff or the good right. stuff with it? Right? And that's where that whole discernment comes in. But so yeah. I don't know yet, bro. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know this whole non-duality thing yet. Like I'm not really even sure you know, I'm still experimenting with all of it. You know what I mean? Right. No, same here, man. I think that's, that's an endless rabbit hole of like, you know, trying to figure that one out. <laughs> like, yeah, good luck. Totally. But, yeah. I just wanted to get your thoughts, man. And, um, I like how you put that, man. Like, I think we interchangeably like switch roles of like teacher, student, student, teacher, like, you know, we, we you know we could sit down on a park bench and like meet a random stranger and, you know, we could give them the message they need right at that moment or vice versa. Definitely. They could, they could give us that message. We needed that moment. And definitely, you know, we love to like put things in a box and like title them. Like he's a teacher, he's a police mm-hmm. officer, she's a nurse, mm-hmm. like whatever. And like, we identify as these external things that aren't who we are, but like Definitely. we take them on and like they, they encompass our whole visual or identification of who we are when it's all an illusion. Like that, that is an aspect of who we are, but that's not who we are. Like we're so much more than that. And I feel like Definitely. we get wrapped up in these titles of um, teacher or student and that's, and it's kind of like, um, you know, like Ram Dass or any of these, any of these gurus or uh, master teachers, however you want to call them. Um, we like put them on a pedestal in a sense, or like that yep. can be a trap to do that. Oh yeah. And oh, then yeah. once we realize like they're human <laughs> and yep. they like have flaws, we're like, Oh my yep. God, like we need to cancel him or cancel her. Like, exactly. It's like complete exactly. outrage. You know? <laughs> exactly. You got it, man. And there's a lot like Muji speaks about like, I don't want no one to worship me, but people bow down and kiss my feet. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. why are these people worshiping? Right. It's because I get it. They're dealing with whatever and they, they need to learn humbleness and need to learn surrender, you know, and all that. Right. But it's not like Muji himself is like, hey, get to your feet. 
and bow down to me. You see what I'm saying? He's just teaching totally. from his heart. You know totally. what I'm saying? And that's all it is. He's just coming from an expression and experience of what he's experiencing, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, and I remember because I've had the blessings to like work with a lot of these, you know, kind of these, you know, big teachers that are known. And it's like, it's so funny, man. Like I feel more, hum- I get why they're successful in the way, right. In that way, mm. because I feel more of a surrendered, humbled feeling with them that yeah. I do with sometimes the general public, not, not, not judging, but like, you just see why they're where they are, you know what I mean? Why they, you know, why they, why they've reached a certain enlightenment or level. Right. Mm. And it's been really interesting watching that. Can you, can you dive into that a little more? Like what, what would set them apart? Like what characteristic or, um, I guess what, what stands out, um, as far as like a general overview, if you had to say. Definitely. Thank you for that question, man. I'm excited to answer that because I remember my experience was, I don't know why, but Jack Canfield stands out the most for me, the most for me. And here's why I remember when he was, he found me actually found my website and he's like, he was so sweet. He was like, he was like, Hey, Danny, I really like what your film's about. I really want to be in it, you know, and all that. Right. And so I was just like, wow, this is Jack Canfield. Like, you know, this dude wrote, you know, chicken soup for the soul, yeah, hundred yeah. million. And you know what I'm saying? I'm like, he just like, I'm a nobody kind of, you know, in the sense of what the difference of what we've accomplished. And right. um, he was just so sweet. He's like, oh, I'm in, you know, I'm in India right now. I'm going to be home and I really want you to come, you know, and he, he totally invited me into his home. And I remember when he first opened the door, when I knocked, you know, and it's Jack, right. Mm-hmm. And he opens the door and it was the energy, bro. Like I was just like yeah. blown away. I was, I had to up level my energy. It was, mm-hmm. he wasn't expecting me to be anyway, right. It wasn't any of that, but it was me. I felt it. Like I had to take my energy to a whole different level. And I walked right. into his home and I, and he was like, and he looked at me and he's like, you know, and it's funny. He was so cute. He was like, Danny, chicken soup for the soul is a hundred million dollar brand. Like you couldn't even believe it. Right. He's just <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, Jack, I know it's like, it's crazy. Right. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy how that, how that just blew up. And I yeah. realized I'm like, Jack, but you know what? I know why <laughs> you're fucking energy, bro. Sorry. Oh, if yeah. I cussed there. No, no. I, I, I free, that, but <laughs> yeah, if you, if you got to beef it, I'm sorry. But yeah, no, but like, no. I was like, I was no, like, damn, Jack, like, like I get why. And when I was with Neil, same thing. Like when I was with, you know, John Gray, when I was with Marcy, I'm like, their, their energy, bro. Like it was this, yeah. this, this awesome feeling of like, I felt loved. I felt like accepted. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell them that I'm like a serial killer, you know? And they'd be like, right. whatever, man. Love you. you know what I mean? Like, it's contagious, like, you know man. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, that taught me so much. That energy from Jack taught me so much. And then like, I interviewed a lot of homeless people mm. and I interviewed a lot of people that were struggling, you know, and all that. And I was working on like a film with that. And it was funny because interviewing these people, they're still beautiful souls and you can still sense the humbleness and all that, but it was still different, bro. Like I can't explain it really, but there was this energy shift from like someone like Jack to someone that's homeless. And I get it. It wasn't even anything that Jack's more special or nothing. Right. It's just, they still were in this mindset, right. Mm. Of like, I'm mad. I'm angry at the world because the world, you know, the military made me do this, right. Like it being a vet or this, that. Right. But it's like, what, what we don't understand what we forget is we subscribe and we put ourselves in all these situations. Yeah. And then we get mad. For instance, right. my home mortgage, I got to pay, you know, $1,300 a month. And then the arm extends the financial crisis, whatever. Now I got to pay 1500 a month. Right. And I'm like, right. but I signed that. I remember in the documents when I bought my first home, I remember it saying, yeah. you're going to pay this much for this many months. And then you're going to pay this much, you know, when that arm extends or whatever happens. Right. 
And yeah. it's like, we subscribe to all this. We, 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 we yeah. buy a car and we know we're going to have a car payment. We, we, we work for corporations and we know it's going to be a little bit of draining and this and that. And then we get mad. Right. <laughs> and I noticed that people like Jack and these successful people, they're just like flowing with it. They're like, they're like, yeah, it sucks. This sucks. That sucks. But whatever, we'll get through it. You know what I mean? Like we'll yeah. bounce through it and we'll figure it out, but I'm not going to blame. And that was the biggest thing that uh, Dr. Joseph Spencer, by the way, taught me was hmm. we are blaming all the time, even yeah. if it's corrupt, even if it's somewhat evil, we're always yeah. blaming. And it's like, how do you get out of that field if you're always in that same field? Right. And that's what these guys, all these successful people really taught me was, damn, Denny, you're still fucking blaming. You're still angry. You're still mad. And that's mm. why you can't reach that certain level of success you want to reach. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I, I feel like it almost stems from like childhood, man. Like, yep. um, just that victim yep. mentality, like the world's out to get you or, um, you know, the world's not fair. Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it, it ties back to the ego too, of like thinking yep. the world revolves around you or like everyone should cater to you. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, why didn't, why didn't I get this many viewers or why wasn't yep. my movie successful? Yep. It's like, uh, yep. who died and made you, you king? It. And like, you got it. You got <laughs> it, bro. Yeah. It's like, you got it. You attract what you put out, you know, totally. You man. got it. You really, you really do. And I know that sometimes the new age, you know, people get mad at the secret or, Oh, it's not just like that. Yeah. Because you got to do shadow work. Yeah. You got to do yeah. dark work. You, you got to work do the work. trauma and all that. Yeah, you got to do the work. But it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't mean, though, that that stuff doesn't work, right? And people, exactly. like people will say, why does a four-year-old get cancer? Well, the parents are toxic. They right. haven't meditated. They haven't studied. They haven't understood all this, right? The universe isn't going to stop attracting things to you just because you're four years old. See what I'm saying? So that's why it's so important for us to all help each other and be that unity we talked about earlier, right? Because yes. it really matters. That's why parents are so crucial so important because whatever energy they're in intaking right whatever energy they're doing or whatever work they're not doing on themselves they're rippling that energy to their kids and Mm -hmm. that's how kids because they're vulnerable and kids aren't really there yet their consciousness hasn't been you know what i'm saying they're not they're not fully developed in their mind yet they attract all that and they hear all that fighting and all that crap and that's how a kid develops cancer Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying totally and that's why we're all developing certain cancers in our life because we're all just kind of rippling this against each other because we're all mad at this like entitlement, like you said, right? Yeah. That you owe me this, especially Americans. Sorry, but you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you know, you're entitled to be free or whatever it is, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like, nah, man, you still got to work for your energy. You still got to work through your trauma, your darkness. You know, yes, it may not be your fault. It might not be your fault. It might not been, you know, all on you because your parents, whatever, but it still kind of is on you eventually when you get older too, yep. you have to take responsibility, man. I think the biggest challenge in this world is, is that we're not taking responsibility for the creation of who we are, which is the energy field, bro. We're energy yes. and we're not taking responsibility that we are that powerful energy. Yes, man. That energy. Oh man. Like ugh, such, such wisdom there, man. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we get so wrapped up in, um, you know, excuses and uh you know like we become our own worst enemy and we love to point the finger at everyone else around us or every external thing like Uh you know like even like today man like facebook went down today i i had reached out to you through facebook and like in my mind i'm like 
oh boy, I don't know if I don't know if this podcast is gonna go on tonight. Like <laughs> I, I can put off preparing for it because I don't know if it's gonna happen, but it could still happen. Yep. So I put off yep. preparing for it just because uh this external thing happened, Facebook was down and I panicked. And I was like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even the fact like I can't get on Facebook today. Like I was like, correct, oh, thank correct. you. This is a gift. Like I'm not, I'm not spending endless hours on Facebook, but like, uh, it was the fact that I didn't know if I was going to be able to get a hold of you. And like, I use that as an excuse not to do the work, uh, to prepare for this and still going just fine. I'm not complaining about it now. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like I do. I feel the littlest things we can turn into excuses that change our whole script of how the day is going to go. And it's like, exactly. It's so easy to fall into that victim mentality, man, versus being the victor and, you know, um, walking your truth and, uh, you know, not, not pointing the finger at something. You got it, bro. You got it, bro. You know, I want to answer some real fast here. So when I coach people, I do consulting to a business and all that. And Mm -hmm. this is the biggest thing that I get when I first, you know, talk to them, they're like, I don't have the money, right? Obviously everybody always goes to money, right? I don't have the money to build this thing. And I'm like, yeah, but who do you know around you? Right. Well, you know, I got Uncle Frankie. I got this. I got that. I'm like, have you asked him? Right. Well, uh, uh, that's where everything comes up. Right. It's like, right. Like they vomit all over. Like, what yeah. do you mean? Have I? Because that's the thing. Right. Like, I'm like, dude, Donald Trump didn't get help on his own. Steve Jobs was funded by Bill Gates. Right. Apple yeah. was falling and Bill Gates gave Steve Jobs money. His, his competitor. Right. We all forget that we can help each other, dude. Right. Mm, totally, we can help man. each other. And we have to be surrendered to that and understand, right? So it's this root of like, I can't go outside of myself, right? To get help because I got to do this myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Totally. And so I always tell people that I'm like, hey, you have equity in your home or you have Uncle Frank or whatever, like put together a good plan. Do the hard work, right? That we talked about. Do yes. the work. Like a lot of people, man, this is the biggest thing, Andre, that people struggle with. They even can't talk about it, right? We can't. I get it because I do it too. We yeah. can't talk about the ideas in the future because we're, we're like well that's future based yeah but even Eckhart Tolle says you can plan now for the future you know what I'm yes. saying you can still plan in the now and totally. yes there's a now in the future that's going to happen but if you don't set up the systems the ideas the, the business plan right to set mm-hmm. it all up then you and I know it ain't going to happen man no. you know what I'm saying and you're not going to ask people when you ask people for help also be ready do the work and have that foundation set up so that you can say hey look this is my idea this is what I got Here's what's going on. But a lot of people don't understand that they think, oh, there's not enough money or the rich people aren't going to listen to me or whatever. But it's like, dude, they will listen to you, but you haven't listened to yourself yet. Mm. Yeah, man. I, I feel like so many of us, we, we, we get trapped in our insecurities and we feel we're unworthy to even ask those questions. Like ask my mm-hmm. uncle for money, like to yep. start this business or start this venture. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're, we get so we get so wrapped up in that. And it's almost like, I love that term. It's like analysis paralysis where we're like, mm-hmm. we're so, we're so torn and uh, wrapped up in like making all these excuses, why it can't happen. We can't see the vision that it can happen. Like mm-hmm. clear as day. If we just apply ourselves and like do the work, make the plan and take the right mm-hmm. steps to get there. Like a great example, man, like just starting this podcast, I can't tell you how many years, like before I actually started it, I was talking about 
like doing the podcast. I was talking about it, but I wasn't doing the action. I wanted, I, I was making every excuse. I don't have the equipment. I want friends to do it with me. Uh, my f- friends could never find the right time to coordinate with me, like all these excuses, man, endless. And then um, I, I uh, went and did ayahuasca, man, and um, it kind of inspired me to, um, right. you know, I was like, why can't I do it myself? Why can't I start my own podcast like on my own? Like, why am I waiting for others to like push me off the edge and jump with me? Like, definitely we love to like uh and it comes back to like codependency too like Uh that's something i really struggle with and you know in relationships and um Uh definitely comes from childhood like being too dependent on my mom to do stuff for me or you know my dad to help me out financially whatever it may be like you know all these things come from childhood as we grow up and if we don't um become conscious of them or you know just endlessly drink and smoke and you know um use escapism to numb ourselves to these problems we have internally like we just keep shoving them deeper down and they just keep resurfacing at the worst times and it's like we wonder why it's like a cycle of repeating the same lessons over and over again until we finally learn oh maybe there's a different way like maybe we should have been doing this already, but we were too stubborn and uh, stuck in our old ways to make a change or do something different. Definitely. Definitely. But and yeah, it's challenging. Man. because there's so, there's so much information out that we talked about earlier and, you know, but it's like filtering out, you know what I mean? What resonates with yourself and things like that. Right. Yeah. And then not being overwhelmed mm. with it. Like you still have to be, you're still, this world is not set up for, for spiritual evolution It's set up for ego evolution, right? This oh, whole yeah. world is really just set up for the ego to prosper. It's not really set up for the spirit to prosper. Right. So right. we have to know the difference of like, what is for ego and what is for spirit. Right. Yes. And it's, it's challenging, right? It's challenging. As you know, being human, it's challenging to be like, I really want that. Like I really want to make 40 grand a month just because I want to be free, not because I want to be an asshole and be greedy, but because I really just want to be free. Right. And enjoy the right. world. And then how do I make that 40 grand a month? I got to do certain marketing, branding, this, that, this, that, right? There's still things I have to do in the ego driven world. So it's like learning how do I nurture my soul in a world that was built to nurture the ego? Mm. I love that. Yeah. Just asking yourself that simple question. Yep. And sitting with it, you know, that's it. You said it, sit, sit with it, ask the questions. Because that's how you're going to get there, right? And, and not that we're getting anywhere, but, you know, get to a certain, you know, place of like, oh, okay, this is right. interesting. To keep it open. Keep it flowing. Like ING on everything, right? Flowing. Mm. Keep everything in the moving. Keep it flowing, you know, keep it processing. But yeah. know that there is times where you got to execute. And then there's times you got to be in the moment. I remember the most success I got was when I sat in a coffee shop and did nothing and people watched, right? Mm. I would just sit there. And, and chill and I got an email bing and it was like a successful situation like it was a, a good job opportunity or a good or a, or a big name interview right to get right like wow. right now this I love this quick story if I may real fast I was in Sedona I had this idea on mental health illness there's this really big and you know uh Robin Leonard he's the goalie for the Golden Knights right out here in NHL right mm-hmm. and he I did he did this interview about mental health and I'm like I really want to create this new movie on you know kind of around surrounding the mental health and Collect, it's called collective reality right 
And I just said, screw it. And I hit him up on Instagram out of nowhere. And like, hey, Robin, you know, I, I have this idea. You want to do it? And he literally got back to me in a matter of a couple hours and said, yep, that was it. I didn't even ask me what's it about, you know, none of this. Like this big, you know, huge <laughs> NHL star is like, yep, I'm in. Whatever you want to yep. do, right? And I'm like, damn, because I was in the flow. I was really in this moment. And I wasn't just chasing after him, you know, like, oh, big name. I was just like, no, I, I was connecting with him as a human. Like, damn, I feel yeah. this guy. You know, I want to I want to interview him. And then boom, it was like that quick. And that's what happened even with like, you know, Jack and Neil and all these people that I interviewed. It was really interesting. You know yeah. how I just I was in the moment, but I knew to feel and know my heart that says, hey, Denny, hit him up right now. Hey, Denny, go do this right now. Hey, mm. go do that. You see what I'm saying? So it's knowing yeah. that. When to hear that or the ego is the ego saying it because I want more fame, I want to yep. look good, I want money, or Big is difference. my heart saying because there's something real exactly something yep. real here? Yeah, just just following your intuition, man. I, I I've had the same um, I've had the same experience of you know I I I can't tell you, man. Like when I started um, when I started really taking this serious, like. Um, I just started reaching out to people and, you know, a lot of them were shots, shots in the dark and yep. I didn't go into it with any expectations. I was like, I could get a million no's or, you know, I could get some yeses and you got it. Um, yeah, I got some no's of course. Like, and I, yep. I won't even call them no's like some of these people, you know, they, they probably get a million emails a day and like, you got to oh, think yeah. from their perspective too. And Oh yeah. You got it, bro. Oh, I love that you said that, man. Yeah. And like, dude, That's, it's like, oh, no, I'll let you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I it just, something came to me. I, I actually, Donald Trump uh, was going to be in my film. Right. And he, he got yeah. back to me and he was like, he was running for president around 2016. Wow. And it was like, I was actually, so this is what's funny about this is like, everybody, like a lot of people don't like Trump, obviously for obvious, you know, right. whatever I get it. And, right. and I was like, this guy got back to me and said, I love what you're doing. I'm really busy, you know what I'm saying? And it was wow. like, wow, like, holy shit. Like, I'm really like, wow. You know, he got back. I was like, I was pumped, you know, like, oh my God, an email from, you know, the guy that's basically going to be the president or whatever. And I love his work and I watched his work with Robert Kiyosaki and all that. Right. And, but I love that you said that. I just want to insert because these people obviously are busy too and they have lives and they have things going on. They have projects and all that. And I think yeah. we think it's rejection, but it's not. It's no. even like if you're like trying to hook up with a girl, right? Or whatever. Like, yeah, that's that ego coming reject. in. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not, it's not yeah. really rejection. It's just like, look, they got energy, they got other things happening. They got the, you yeah. know what I mean? So I just like that you said that. But yeah. And just knowing that it'll happen at the right time, it'll happen at the right you place, right it. time, you know, and like trusting that. And you know, the the people that will fall in your lap will happen. Like, you know, it's it's just been super surreal man like to like interview a lot of people that i listen to actively like almost daily like to like be on the other side of the microphone and like be talking to these people i've been listening to for years like um it just kind of makes you realize like we're all human like we already knew that but you get tricked into thinking like yep. oh they're separate they're podcast hosts or they're this or they're that it's like no uh -huh. underneath it all they're they're just a human like you and i like <laughs> they're they might look special because they have they have a successful business or podcast <clears throat> whatever it may be but oh, yeah. we can get wrapped up in that like fanhood or fan mentality yep. where <laughs> we've we like have the sparkled eye approach of like <laughs> forgetting like oh they're a human just like i am you got it man 
because they're because nobody wants to reject anybody, man, at all. No. You know, I know that in my heart. Nobody wants to reject anybody, but same time, that's called how do I protect myself, right? Yes. My energy, my bear. You know, I have to have boundaries. Uh, I just do it. Boundaries, yes. Yes, that's all it's it important. is. So some, oh, as Steve Jobs says, his success was by saying no more than yes on product mm. creation, right? There was like so many opportunities. Obviously, he had to create so many different devices, but he said no more, and that's wow. what he focused on. Was like you know the iPod. The i you know the iPhone and then just like the Mac, couple Macs, whatever, and that's how he became very successful. Like Jonathan Ivy was his designer, right? So, mm. what did Jonathan Ivy do, man? He just made a simple Apple with a bite in it, you know, with a white design. You know what I mean? Right. And just simple. Why do you yeah. think Yahoo fell to Google? Why did MySpace fell to Facebook? Because there is an algorithm, bro, in simplicity. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. Um, I I think that makes a lot of sense of just like keeping it simple versus like, you know, because like when people see too much in a logo or something, they like overanalyze it. And yeah. <laughs> like my oh, logo yeah. is pretty freaking simple. And like, there's times I'm like, yeah, I could have, I could have spent more mm-hmm. money on that or, you know, Correct. Correct. you know, you got to start somewhere, man. And like, you do. and you do. Uh, that was the hardest part, man. It was just getting started because like I said earlier, like you, you, have all these reasons why you can't do it now because like it doesn't sound the best but it's like you just got to start it man like I can't tell you how many people have told me like yeah I want to start a podcast too and like I'm like then Uh what's stopping you like like there's the only thing stopping you is yourself like in anything in life man yeah there might be some minor exceptions but like even then man I think at the end of the day it goes back to yourself and um, the decisions you're making actively every day. And um, yeah, dude, I, I just wanted to ask you, like um, you had like some major weight loss um, and a huge diet change. Do you want to kind of dive into that and like kind of what triggered that? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, it's, you know, we have a lot of weight on ourselves depending on what you believe in from other past lives and this life and trauma and, you know, yes. all that. Right. Totally. And I, I follow Baggage. Master Saint Germain. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I follow Ma- uh, Master Saint Germain. He's, he's not like, I don't know how known he is, but I just like his work. And he talks about alchemy because you mentioned alchemy earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's an alchemist actually. And he transmutes base metals into gold. Right. Yeah. And he yeah. actually has done that and done certain things. And it's just been interesting watching all that. Right. So the alchemy, of everything. So yeah. going deep and, and realizing and trying to lose weight or whatever it was, I realized that basically it's not about exercising and all that either. You know, it's not about even eating healthy, right? Mm. It was about clearing yourself and becoming empty. And after reading like a lot of masters like Muji and his master, Papaji and Ramana Harshi and all these guys, right? And just really d- digging deep into, I realized that I was still eating Big Macs, bro. Wow. By losing, when I lost over 100 pounds, I was still eating Big Macs, right? I was still watching porn, right? I was right. still doing unhealthy things, right? Right. But it was, it was in the full acceptance of me as I'm sitting there eating a Big Mac saying, I know this is unhealthy, but I have habits. I have programs. I love you, Danny. It's okay. You're going to get through this. One day you're going to figure out how to stop, you know, driving to the drive through 
you know, the McDonald's drive through eating French fries and, you know, you're going to eat less and you're going to eat less. And I know that today you're eating some fries. It's okay, bro. You're eating some fries. Get <laughs> through. That, you know, dude. it's all good. Don't go have. And here's the biggest thing, right, bro, is guilt. That's yes. it, bro. That was my yes. biggest lesson is eat a brownie and don't feel guilty. And if you feel guilty, you're going to gain more weight anyways. If you feel guilt, guilt is the way, bro, to mm. everything. So I started to unlock all that. And I'm like, as I started to unlock all that in me, I'm like, I'm losing weight. Holy shit. I'm losing weight. You know what I mean? Like I'm losing weight, but I'm still kind of doing, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I ate a Big Mac every day or, you know, I'm not saying I didn't cut, you know, cut carbs and, you know, do some work on that and eat plants. And of course I did all that, but the real work was not feeling guilty, bro. That was Mm. it. Makes so much sense, man. That was it. You know, like I, I want, I really want some pizza today, man. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to eat it and I'm not going to feel guilty. And then all of a sudden I started to realize I don't want to eat as many pizzas. Or I don't want to eat as many Big Macs anymore. I'm not even like craving it as much anymore because right. I got rid of my guilt. Yeah. That makes so much sense, man. Of just, cause there's a difference of like, okay, driving through McDonald's and like, mm-hmm. that's your regular thing. And you're just unconsciously driving through McDonald's versus someone that's driving through McDonald's and you're like, you know what, I'm going to cheat today and I'm going to, you know, have a big Mac and I'm not going to feel bad about it. But, you know, I know that this isn't the, the rest of my life, like here right now, like I know, I know my next meal can be something better and I'm not going to feel bad about this time because I know exactly internally I'm, I'm growing. And exactly. I'm, I'm at least aware of it, you know. That's it. That's it, man. And what is Eckerhart Tolle and all these meditative, like Deepak, and what do they teach us, man? You know, like just observe. Don't you don't mm. need to figure it out. You don't need to like even meditation to me is 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 funny because if you try to meditate, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna integrate. <laughs> right. But all mm. you have to do is what? Build the right soil, right? The right grounding. Mm. So, like for me, it's like, well, my only job is to nurture the environment I'm in. And to create the most peaceful environment I can, right? And then wait for the moment of meditation to then hit me. And then when it does, I leverage that, right? But okay. when I observe, as I observe, I wait for it because I'm observing, I'm in the where, I'm in the moment. I'm aware of what's coming, right? Like a master hmm. says with a student, like he comes, masters go, you know, when their students meditating, they come up behind them with a stick and tap them on their head, right? And their student yeah. jumps, right? And they're like, when you know I'm coming before I'm coming, right? When you feel me, my essence, my presence, because it's all energy, that's mastery, right? That's how you master it. So it's, it's not about being perfect. It's not about stop eating Taco Bell or McDonald's or whatever. It's not about stopping this stuff. It's about, right, not letting the emotional reactions cause us to jump and react and flinch. Mm. And to that. know before it comes, right? So you know it's coming. Like, I know when somebody with a big-ass ego, right? I still love them. It's all good. I'm not judging them, but I know when they're coming. I know, I know when they're coming, yeah. bro. Right? Oh, there comes that, that woman Super or guy or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, can see, I can see it from miles away. They're coming with an yeah. ego. All good, right? But then you know how to transmute and alchemize that energy yeah. to where what, by the time they arrive, dude, they're actually already, they're already like kind of more chill because yep. you did it inside of you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Totally, man. I, I feel that completely of like, um, you know, when you're, you're around someone that, um, I wouldn't say it's not like you hate them or you're like, it's, it's kind of like we just differ or like they're, they're just not, uh, you know, 
they just kind of have that energy about them. Yeah. Big ego, big ego, for example. But, yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Just like um, learning how to use that energy in the right way of like, right. you know, it's like you're at a big concert and like, there's all that's these awesome. people around and it's some heavy energy, man. Like that's a lot of energy to be around. And Oh yeah. I feel like, I just like picture myself. It's like, I have this visual of like, I'm like carrying this sword, like this imaginary sword and I'm just weaving through the crowd, you know? And like, I'll, I'll give love to everyone, but like, I'll, I'll meet them where they're at and know, you know, if I give too much, like I'm going to be hurting myself. So I got to be careful to like, you know, use my sword wisely of like weaving through this crowd and like finding my place that feels right, you know, and not exactly you, you get the vibes of like feeling when it's not right and you know when to yep. leave. Don't overstay your yep. welcome, which is there you go. Just listening to that intuition, man, and not uh you lowering it. yourself for others. You got it. Trusting those gut, those gut pokes, like go over here, go left, yeah. go right. Yep. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's been a huge tool for me. Um, but yeah, man. Um I guess. Uh, so what got you into making documentaries? Yeah, my I've I, I made a movie when I was like, you know, really young, like I think I was like, what, 10 or something. And I remember oh, my wow. friend had a cam a friend had a camera and I just lit up. Right. And I asked yeah. him if I can borrow it. And I actually made my first movie with my little brother. And it was hilarious. You know, you know, he, <laughs> he ended up I ended up killing him off and you know it was just really funny because he, he got really mad at me and he didn't want to be in the movie so I had to kill his character <laughs> it was hilarious right? you know? so I had to, like, he was really mad and I had to like do this part where like with clay and I had a clay heart and I had to rip his heart out you know and throw him in the pool and it was just funny right so yeah. but anyways that whole that whole process I just loved it I love well I'm very passionate with energy and emotions mm. and I love moving, I love moving myself but I love seeing people move through that right so I got into television really young. I was, I started PBS. Well, I started in P PBS was my first job at age 16, literally right from high school. Wow. So I got in really early with television and media and I just loved it, man. I've always loved it. That's why I'm still working for CBS today because I just love it. I love media and touching in that way. Right. Like, even though, right. yeah, the news has negativity and all that, but it's not about that for me. It's about right. how people move and I'm learning mm -hmm. how to move people with media. And I, and so now I'm combining the energy and, the, and, you know, and the storytelling and how it can move people. You see what I'm right. saying? With all that. And, um, but yeah, that was, the, you know, that was it. And I saw that. And I, I remember watching behind the scenes stuff and always loved the movie making process. And, and then I got a little bit into entrepreneurship. You know what I mean? Like I, I opened up my own restaurant and, you know, wow. opened up a film school and I've done, you know, so many different things. And it was like, I love all this. You know what I mean? I love yeah. all this. So like now I'm encompassing all that, you know, with this, the media, the, the writing, right. The business yeah. side of it, it's all becoming whole now. You know what I mean? Beautiful, it's man. all kind of integrating. So yeah, it's been pretty interesting. I mean, I still have a long road ahead of me, but I'm definitely getting a little more grounded and starting to fi find this. You know what I mean? Feel this. Yeah, at man. Least. I, I love what you're doing. And, um, man, I, I had no idea, like you, you were wearing so many hats. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to say about the, the news thing, man, it's like, for the people out there that would sit there and like write you off because of your occupation or like the people you work around or, you know, the big conglomerate you work for, it's like, you got to think too, man, like for people that just write people off for that, like, can you like 
imagine like if all the people that work for every single quote unquote corrupt entity, like in their minds was a bad person, like, or this, um, you know, greedy, evil person, like there has to be light within that darkness. Like there has to be light workers, like doing good, Yes. Like in yes. all those conglomerates, like that's how the that's how the world changes. Like that's that's we gotta we gotta get to the cracks, right? Yeah. Bring exactly, that light in. That's man. how we exactly that's how we're gonna evolve and change this whole thing. And so you're right. And thank you for bringing that up because I, I do I get a lot of crap for being I'm in the sure, media because I get it, you know. And, it, and people are like, how can you be a spiritual guy and you know be in the media? And I'm like I'm like you know what, universe is doing something through me, man. I'm just letting mm. it kind of happen. You know what I'm saying? And I'm learning. Yes so much with that because and there's good people there's i have friends that are main anchors and they're like reporters you know what i mean that like really care and have hearts and they yeah. really actually want to change the world they're not meaning to put out negative content they really right. are trying to change so there's actually a lot of good people and i know people in really high up places and like networks and big things and they're really good people trying to change things so there is you know there is good stuff happening and for i sure. like to even say that message a little bit for you know you know the conspiracy stuff because i went into it too yeah. You know, yeah. I went deep into it and like, there's truth, of course, to everything, but right. there is light coming. There is things opening totally, up, man. even in crazy corrupt, you know, cor- corporations. Yeah. That's, that's the whole uh, point of my podcast, man. It's just like building a bridge between the uh, conspiratorial truth community and right. the spiritual new age community, because like, there's a lot of like, um, you know, division and divide and conquer yes. bullshit going on. And it's like, yes. I'm trying to like realize that we're all allies here. We're all freaking human. Like, can we realize we're more similar than we are different? And like, Correct. uh, it comes back to like, just group, like, uh, grouping things together, like group think, or like thinking that, uh, it's just generalizing really like to think that like every single person that works for, Facebook is like an evil asshole who just wants to, you know, uh, get all your data and, you know, it's like, come on. Like you don't think anybody that works for Facebook is like aware of that stuff or like into spirituality or like a decent person, like, come on. Of course, of course, man. Exactly. And that's exactly where it's what what I was trying to come at is like, yeah, I know people and that, you know, that are in some, places that people would think is evil you know what i'm saying right. and it's i mean i i literally hung out with the prime minister of canada you know brian maroney the ex-prime minister and like oh wow. it wasn't what people it wasn't what people think man you know what i'm saying like the right. energy is not what people really think and that was a big message for me too i'm like man like it's just not what you know we we, we come up with all these ideas in our head about evil or this or corruption but it's like people forget that we're human and yeah. we mess up <laughs> and we have trauma we have issues yep. man you know what i'm saying Totally, man. It's that like, simple. I mean, we're I, all I, just grown up to, little kids. Exactly. If I were to lay it really simply, man, as I would say this, corruption, all that, whatever, it's literally just unresolved trauma. That's oh, I it. I love it, man. That's all it is. it is, bro. There it is, bro. You know? Yeah. I love that. It's so true, man. And like, we, it like by externalizing all that stuff, like all the d- deep, dark conspiracies, like, we distract ourselves from doing the internal work on ourselves to, to be that change we wish to see in the world and like continue to grow and evolve and work through that trauma. That's keeping us pointing the finger externally. 
So we don't you do that it. work ourselves. It's like, you got it. it's like we you got it. like under that mindset of a conspiracy theorist, like we point the finger at like the elites or the Illuminati or running the world. Right. <laughs> but yep. like in doing that, we live in fear that they're running the world. So we're, <laughs> we're like putting all, all our responsibilities and, uh, you know, objectives yep. we could be doing, we could be growing, you got it. could get a better job, it, like all this stuff, man. You got it. And I want to add this one thing. We are, we forget we're so powerful. We're part of God, right? Part of yes. whatever you believe, but we're, and we're, we're powerful and we create these narratives and we're forgetting that if we keep putting our attention to that narrative, we're going to create mm. it then. Totally, it's really, we're going to have a, we're going to have a zombie apocalypse and we're going to have, you know yeah, what I mean? Man. We're going to have like, we're really manifest that crap. Yeah. yeah, dude, because we're like, we're creating these narratives and I get yeah. we're having a little fun and we're diving oh, yeah. in the dark, but it's like, we got to be careful how much power we put to this narrative. Oh yeah, man. I like doing uh plant medicines, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're watching some dark documentary, like before an experience like that, like, I mean, I can tell you, man, like I've had some bad experiences where, you know, like I thought the cops were coming to get me or something crazy. And it was all in my head. It was all in my head, but you know, no one could tell me it wasn't in that moment. Like I thought it's all over. Like I'm done for like, you know, and, and that's just like reality, man. Like we can create things out of thin air just by masses of people believing it's real or like exactly this is what's going to exactly. happen you know exactly exactly and this is not to get a, like i know that there is corruption and there is some stuff going on but 100 percent. how do yeah. we how do but how do we heal all that man we don't heal it by punishing and bashing right and yep. we heal it by understanding why yep. they're there why yep. they're moving through that right you know what i'm saying we got to come at it with compassion and love and you got it understanding you got it. and you got it you got know, it. that's how we grow and that's how we build a bridge, you know, exactly. Exactly. Just burn it and all like, down you know, and expect it to change. No, nah, man, exactly. And, you know, of course we have to have boundaries and cause we're really just protecting ourselves from that unprocessed trauma, right. That somebody has that they don't mean to project on us. Right. They don't mean to hurt us. It's right. just, they don't even see it in themselves. And so, yeah, we have to have boundaries. Of course, we got to protect ourselves, you know, right. Energy, whatever we have to do, you know, crystals, whatever, right. Sage, yes. like, there is certain things you got to do to kind of just, even if it's an idea for your mind oh, yeah. to, to, to contemplate and utilize as a bridge as Bashar. I don't know if you've heard of Bashar, but he says, yeah, yeah. Daryl Ankh channeled Bashar and he says, permission slips. We need permission slips. And it, mm. sometimes you got to kind of trick the mind and say, hey, mind, this, 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 this weed you're burning is going to, you know, keep the, the spirits out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like whatever, whatever <laughs> you need to tell yourself, right? Even if it's real yeah, or yeah. not, but whatever you need to tell yourself to protect yourself then that's definitely something you need to do you know i feel burn you know? a little sage if you have to that's it that's it that's <laughs> yeah. it just don't get too caught up in the idea right that you right. need something outside of you to protect you oh 100 man that was one of my biggest lessons uh through some plant medicine journeys was that you know and it even says in the bible like um you're always wearing this spiritual armor you know at all oh, times yeah. and you're always protected and like, we forget that, man. Like we, yeah. we think we need something externally to protect us when we're always protected, man. Like yeah. how many times Definitely. in our lives have we almost died in some freak accident or like oh, something yeah. crazy, but we're still here magically oh, yeah. or like exactly. we, 
we were texting at the wheel or something crazy and yep. we like avoided something yep. that could have been disastrous, but yet it oh, yeah. happened. Like something, yep. something said, this isn't your time yet. You got more to do, do here. You know, you got it. It's got beautiful, it. man. And learning not to question like the way things are <clears throat> like, as far as like trusting that it's all going to work out and not, not getting stuck in like what didn't go right up to this point, but realizing what could you have done differently that you can do differently in the future if something exactly. arises in a similar situation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. And I just kind of want to say that practicing and being in the moment and sitting with your emotions mm. is going to teach you so much, you know, it's going to help you understand how to then deal with it other people's emotions right yeah. so, so if we get triggered right and we react any outside stuff whatever it is it's just because we didn't un, we didn't understand ourselves more deeply when you understand yourself deeply man you can see why homeboy went off and shot up a bunch of people right or why yes. homegirl is drunk and and, and and you know dui'd or whatever like you can see it. It, it i'm not saying it's okay obviously to do all this but i'm saying you can start to understand why people do what they do i like, yes. a, lot, like a lot of people will say i don't get why that dude shot him up. I don't get why that girl did that. Right. Like if you, that means you don't understand yourself. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Like if you, if you deeply understood your trauma, your stuff, then mm -hmm. you would know why they did it. You, and I'm, I'm not saying it's okay. They did. I'm saying you would just understand and by the understanding, right. Creates the algorithm of communication that can express and heal this whole world. And I think we're missing that, bro. Like we're just missing that one little simple piece. Understand yourself deeper yes. and you understand why others do what they do and then you can help them with the bridge a ripple like wayne dyer said in the boat harbor in the ocean and there's boats just chilling and the harbor rises does one boat sink while the other ones rise or do they all rise together mm. so that's it i love that man yeah ripple, i mean bro. how do we expect to help others if we haven't yet helped ourselves like we have to heal ourselves first before we can do that work yes. to help others. Yes. Yes. And I am, <laughs> I'm at, I'm, and, and I'm at fault. I'm at fault because I, I went too early, by the way, I just want to insert this. I went too early and went out there and tried to help people. Right. And I thought mm. I was good. Right? right. But I really wasn't. And so we have to be careful even as teachers, right. Yeah. Where we got to know we really got this shit figured out because we're going to yep. bleed and project that onto other people. We can't, we can't neglect our self-worth, man. It's so important no. or our self-work, I should say, but self-worth. Well. But yeah, man, I, I mean, I've, I've definitely uh, fallen into some bad patterns um, in the last month doing nonstop travel and, you know, just like not eating uh -huh. well. And, and um, you definitely. know, it, it was a wrestling match with myself of like not having guilt about that. And, you know, just going back to the gym today, like felt so good. And just, just to like, love myself for like giving the effort of like definitely, making, the, definitely. making a change today, you know, and doing the definitely. little things I can to set myself in a different direction than I was previously heading. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Just catching your triggers, man. Totally. That's it, man. That's all we have to do. We don't have to be, you know, we don't have to be hard on ourselves. We obviously got to be compassionate and it's okay if we make mistakes, but the key is, is to just learn from each of those, you know, yes. fallouts. I mean, I still slip up, man. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm going deep into, I just hired a holistic doctor. 
you know, invest investing into that and like a year program and taking all these whole food supplements. And, you know, I'm taking my body to the next level, but it's like, I still slip. I still had, you know, uh, some French fries the other day or something like that. Right. Like I still right. slip, but it's okay. It's okay to keep slipping. Even after I've done a lot of successes, it's okay that I still slip up here and there. And I had to, that was a big learning lesson for me was like, Denny, you're, you're human, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. going to slip. You don't got to be perfect. You know? I love what you said earlier, man. Like this place is not meant for uh spirit evolution. It's ego no. evolution. That's it, so true, man. Is that like, <laughs> <laughs> there it is, dude. Like, I mean, how could you blame yourself for getting fries in our society, man? Like it fries are everywhere. <laughs> like forgive saying, yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like there's a, a healthy plant-based, beautiful, delicious, perfect farm race salad or burger you know every yeah, corner right exactly it's, no it's you got you got mcdonald's you got ice cream parlors you got you know what i'm saying you yeah. got all that everywhere bro every corner so it's like come on you can't really fault us for slipping up sometimes you know yep, exactly man and yeah not not whipping yourself on the back for you know yep. having those little slip-ups like and because i feel like when you when you shame yourself that's when you fall deeper into a, a pattern of making more bad choices Definitely. rather than like, um, you know, loving yourself in that moment and realizing, okay, like this isn't going to turn into a pattern, but today this is what I'm choosing and you I'm got it, bro. content with that. Yeah. You got it. My biggest failures were only when I treated myself horrible. Mm -hmm. yes. It wasn't ever. It wasn't ever like an outer thing that didn't work out. It was always how bad I was on myself when I made that mistake, how brutally abusive I was to my own self, bro. That was the biggest learning lesson for me was when I really awoke, awoken to that. I was like, I really wake, you know, woke up to that. I was like, damn, Danny, you're really hard on yourself, bro. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. We got to have those, have those talks with, with our internal self you know that have that internal yep. dialogue man so crucial yep. and yep. Like, like we get so tied up in distractions and excuses and all that crap man and just finding some time for yourself to just sit definitely just sit definitely be. man so but yeah this is this has been a beautiful conversation yes man. love to have you yes, back on bro. every once in a while uh, just chop it up you. man this has been beautiful thank you bro no, and I really appreciate you for reaching out and, you know, seeing what I had to offer and all that, man. Like, I just, Most definitely. just thank you. Just thank you, bro. Really appreciate that, man, for sure. Most definitely. Definitely a soul brother out here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thank you so much for the, the light and love you're bringing into this world and uh, all the great work you're doing um, out there, man. Like the world needs it. That's for sure. So thank you, bro. Thank you same same to you. Soul. Thank and you, same brother. to you for bringing this bringing this uh platform man so thank you for doing this yeah for sure oh my pleasure brother um but yeah man uh any last words for the listeners or if you want to tell them where they can find you or anything you want to leave here at the end uh just honestly man like sit with your emotions you know what i mean like have the mm -hmm. courage to sit with your emotions don't be afraid to shut off the internet for a little while and just sit with your emotions. Like, don't be afraid to, to, it's okay that you have weird, scary thoughts, right. Or whatever it is, like just sit with that and learn about yourself. Really, really, really deeply learn how your algorithms inside you work, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. it. And you know, you, you know, people could always find me on Facebook, Denny Morales and 
you know, I'm still building up a lot of stuff and, you know, I've went up and down, you know, how it is failures and successes and all that stuff. So, but I'm, I'm building some new things and I'm excited with this new film and, you know, you can always find me on YouTube. The last formula, by the way, is my film, the last formula with Jack Canfield on YouTube. So if you want to find me there too, you can find me there, but thank you, bro. Thank you, brother. It's my pleasure. And thanks for listening everyone. Hope you have a beautiful week ahead of you and uh, peace and love. Definitely. Definitely, man. Much love, brother. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.